Welcome to Startup Simplified Yoga. How are you? Thank you. Good, good. Nice to have you here. Ah, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting us to your new office. Well, yeah, it's our pleasure. Honor is ours. Um, um, you'd be the first guest, actually, because uh, since we moved here, we haven't had any guests. So, um, yeah, welcome. Congratulations on being the first guest here. <laughs> thank you, thank you. First guest is actually, uh, you know, having a podcast with uh, with us. That's something. Well, we are honored. We are honored. So, okay, let's let's begin this discussion by a very brief introduction, right, from your side. I would want our viewers to know who you are. And what you are doing right now, and then we go with the flow as we process. Okay, so um, yeah, my full name is Muhammad Yoganindito. I am a co-founder and CEO of uh, Samai. So um, basically, I graduated in uh, from from ITB in 2012. Um, I was like, yeah, 10 years ago, man. Prestigious, prestigious ITB. Prestigious, no, <laughs> I wouldn't say so. I'm, I mean, yeah. The, uh, the campus itself is prestigious. I'm I'm not as prestigious. Yeah. <laughs> I barely even graduated college, right? so um, I guess um, yeah, I, I'm the kind of guy who just uh, goes with the flow, so to say. You know, I don't take too much stress or I mean, take uh, take life too seriously. I mean, uh, in the end of the day, I mean, you just want to be happy in life, right? Absolutely. You just want to go through these things, and then uh, eventually. You want to die satisfied. And that's my goal in life, and I just don't want to, you know, always uh, uh, I am boring life. <laughs> where, where did you yep. grow up? Hmm? Where did you grow up? Where? Yeah. I grew up mostly in uh, Jakarta. In Jakarta. Uh, Jakarta guy. No, no I grew up in Jakarta boy. I would go into that here because <laughs> <laughs> it's a boring story. What to say? Well, okay. So you graduate from ITV. What happens after that? What, be, what did you wanted to do? Well, for me, uh, it was always clear, yeah, I want to do something else, something different. Um, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, you know, I do that early, you had that clarity. That, that early, yeah, because uh, back in uh, back in uh, uh, primary school, I was always bullied, you know. Okay. I was always the, the one who was bullied by uh, uh, my other friends. And, uh, and bullied for what? Bullied for, because I was... You know, I was the smallest guy. Usually, I was uh, I was always the smallest guy. Yeah, I'm so oh, they, so, sorry. Yeah, but, uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, just go with the problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, I have a friend, okay? Uh, I have a friend back in India. And uh, he was severely bullied as a as a kid uh, right in the school. So, he was the skinniest, shortest in his classroom. And now, he is a professional bodybuilder. Oh wow! Okay, right. And uh, <laughs> we were we were catching up uh, a year back uh, when I was in India, and he was like, he's like, you know, even today when I hit the gym, mm -hmm. my motivation is those memories of being bullied in the school. <laughs> like now, no one dares to even raise their voice to me. I'm like so passionate about bodybuilding. Yeah. So please continue. Yeah. Well. I, I see that correlation also. I mean, I could relate to that because, um, you know, that's how I got into sports, by the way, you know. Um, what sports do you play? I played baseball, mostly. When, when I was a, a kid, I played a lot of baseball. Okay. So, up until the international level also, you know, I was, uh, I represented Indonesia in some uh, wow. events abroad. Yeah, 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 I was actually not, 
um, um, uh, until it was until uh, until high school, you know, I didn't get the chance to make it to the national team. But yeah, it was almost there. But uh, I was okay. that's impressive. That's very impressive. <laughs> I was okay-ish, I guess. Uh, uh, and if you represented the country at whatever level, <laughs> you were good for sure. Yeah. No, no, that was um, you know, junior, um, you know. U15 or something like that. I forgot. Yeah. So, something like that. But uh, So, where did this whole entrepreneurship come into play? How did that start? You know, I came from a family of uh, you know, entrepreneurs. Okay. You know, my uh, grandpa is an entrepreneur. My uh, my dad is a social entrepreneur as well. He is an entrepreneur as well. Um, a lot of people in my company, uh, sorry, in my uh, family uh, is an entrepreneur. Okay. But, that, you know, I see that uh, uh, they're working t- uh, for uh, things that are beyond making a living, right? Mm. Way beyond money, you know. It's more of sense of fulfillment. Yeah, that sense of fulfillment, that sense of, you know, being able to get that freedom, you know, to mm. choose sure uh, what you do and what impact you want to give to the society. You know, that is something that I see. I saw that only... Entrepreneurs can do that, you know, and then I, I think. Sorry, sorry, but if if again, this is a question which even I I keep asking myself very frequently. That if entrepreneurship is so liberating, it gives you so much of freedom. Why aren't there many people doing it? Um. Well, listen. If if it's easy, then uh, many people, many more people would would have done it, right? Let's talk about that part also, right? I mean, growing up, did you see anyone in your family going through that difficult phase of entrepreneurship also? Yeah, I saw a little bit of, you know, what my dad uh, has gone through. They still try to shield it. They don't show everything. They don't show everything. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Yeah, they they will always act tough in front of you. Like, everything is okay, blah, blah, blah. But... Um, especially when I was, uh, uh, you know, in my early teenage years, I mean, we've gone through some difficult times also, right? Sure. I mean, um, yeah, that just goes on to, you know, teach us that, you know, life is not about, it's not always about, uh, you know, the good, st- the good stuff also, right? but also about the bad stuff, right? Correct. You know, sometimes you are, uh, you're on top, but, uh, other times you can also be at the bottom, right? Absolutely. So. Um, yeah, that is something that, uh, you know, my, uh, entrepreneurial family here, so to say, sure. uh, you know, has taught me, you know. So, but you did not start with an entrepreneurship after college, right? You started working. What was that journey like after college? What did you do? Well, I, uh, worked for, uh, you know, some companies in the oil and gas industry. Okay. Um, because back then, you know, oil and gas is, uh, um, you know, still very big. Yeah, that was very big, like in the go-to industry, right? Correct, correct. Um, you know, the good graduates. You know, sure. I wasn't one. I just got lucky to be to be uh, you know to get accepted to you know one one of the um, uh, prestigious sure. companies, I guess. Um, yeah, I I wondered even why until now, you know, but my GPA was only two point nine. You know, I <laughs> I blazed through uh, college. You know, I was act- actually I if I wanted to, I could have uh, finished college in just uh, under uh, three and a half years. Okay, but you didn't want to. No, I I couldn't because 
Uh, you will bad. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, see, obviously because my GPA was, uh, you know, still under 3.0. So yeah, like, yeah. Um, my, uh, my, um, my, whatever, whatever, your head lecturer? Yeah, lecturer that's, yeah. Um, you know, um, responsible for you. just said, you know, maybe you can't graduate now. Maybe you need to get some extra forces or something like that. I mean, for this one last semester to get your grades up, you know, a little bit, just by a little bit, point, one, point something, I forgot. I was like, yeah, that's the best I can do. So, and then I, I took some, you know, extra courses just to, you know, improve my grades a little bit, but it's only one by, by 0 0.05 or something like that. I think you're still, you're, you're still better. I have finished my three years of course in five years. Five? I have failed twice. Oh, you, you failed the course twice? Twice. Awesome. So I finished my three years in five years. But I think, uh, so that brings me to a question. How important do you think is university education? Uh, how crucial that plays a role in in your future? Uh, that's that's my base question, right? My my future or in, in like for example, in, in your case, how 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 strongly that 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 role played university education? Um, if anything, yeah. I mean, uh, I've met a lot of great people uh, from ITB. Yeah, so I had uh, some of the best exchanges some of the best experiences that uh that shaped me uh to the way i am today sure actually from my tv also so yeah i met a lot of founders also right i mean i was in the same class from some of the uh you know other co-founders as well you know, like of them are most successful right like you want to name some uh like um uh dada from pinhole right yeah um hendra from uh Payfast. yeah yeah, we are all in the same class together. So. Oh, ain't it? Ain't it? Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, you know, I wouldn't dare to compare myself to them because they're already suffering. <laughs> we still have a long it, way it, to go. It's a journey. Still, it's a, it is. A, it, it is a journey. It is a journey, right? So I, I'll tell you what I think. Okay, uh, I think that university education can be a great game changer mm. if you are really interested in the stream or the subject which you have chosen. Okay, like for example, I was, in my case, I was forced to study engineering and I hated engineering. Okay. So I was like, I was just pushed because, okay, hey, listen, engineering is, you, you'll have a great future. So any average middle class family, right, they, they try the best for their kid, right? They were like, okay, you should study engineering. It's a great future. But I absolutely hated it. I'm like, I don't care why electricity flows from one semiconductor to another semiconductor. I just want to switch on the light. Right? But at the same time, I have friends who were really interested in engineering. Mm -hmm. And they had an amazing time. And they're engineers. They're good engineers right now. So what I have realized is that if, from a university study perspective, if someone is really interested in what they are studying, it plays a great role in their future. But if they're not interested in what they're studying, then it all depends on how you grow yourself <laughs> as an individual, <laughs> right? Uh, because you're not interested in the studies, you start observing other things, <laughs> right? In and around college, you start absorbing people more. Uh, at times you get into wrong company, but you have to keep growing yourself. Right. Uh, so, I mean, that, that is my thought uh, personally from 
from college education perspective uh, okay so you finish itb you start thinking in oil and gas when did you become an entrepreneur for the first time what well, actually I, i i couldn't agree on the day but um even in college i used to sell um you know some um uh, magazines or uh book copies you know some 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 of the more illegal stuff <laughs> no so listen so this is what i was talking about because you are not very keen on that curriculum you start becoming very street smart you start haggling things you start learning other tricks like selling at that age to a set of intelligent people mm. in university is a art it's an art yeah it is an absolute art yeah it is it is in fact you know uh um uh, you know among sales i mean we have a term you know uh in indonesian but it's not very common you know mm. i have a term for sales they are seniman you know okay. seniman is in indonesian means artist right an artist what well, they are not seriously seniman but it's actually um you know uh, a short for senang nipu teman you know okay You know what that means? No, please. You like to um eat uh defraud people. <laughs> defraud people. Not defraud. Uh, uh, you you love to trick your friend. <laughs> Something like that. And if I said this, this reminds me of of one of my first first managers. So I'm a field engineer. What do field engineers do the best? They get into sales. Okay. So I started in sales. And my in my first training, this guy, he's like. You know who we are? I'm like, yeah, we are salespeople. No, we are con artists. Con artists. <laughs> we are con artists. I'm like, no, we are not. <laughs> exactly, right? So, no, I mean, but I, I, I agree with you. I mean, it is an art. It is definitely an art. Selling is an art, which, which has to be practiced over and over, because you need to understand people. Yeah, you need to understand a lot of psychology. You need to understand how it, they would behave. in a certain situation yeah right so i i completely agree with you yeah you know one one of the best uh, um you know experience that i've had you know um learning how to sell it hmm. um was when when i was with this um an mlm company oh you were with the mlm i was with the mlm which one mlm company is called uh tens okay tens or one what was the chinese what's the, what's the product selling chinese uh, medicines uh, to uh, <laughs> uh people who don't read them but Anyway, you know, it's not about the product, right? It is. It's it's hard. Absolutely not about the product. Nothing about the product. It's about how you sell, how do you, how you get into people's mind, how you empathize. Correct. It's very important, right? Correct. Correct. So, you know, um, yeah, one of one of the best uh, lesson that that I've uh, received from this, uh, you know, MLM is that you need to first get into uh, people's mind, right? even if you don't care. True. You have mm-hmm. to try to get into their minds, like put yourself in others' uh, uh, you know shoes, right? So yeah, I mean that MLM, as annoying as it sounds, as annoying as uh, some people, you know, uh, perceive ML- MLMs to be, and that taught me a lot of things. In knowledge, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I, no, I have a lot of respect for people who are into MLM. I find it very difficult, but I. it's so annoying <laughs> so uh, like i have had friends who suddenly reached out after 5 years or 6 years and like hey bro how are you i'm like, i'm good uh, how are you been it's been long time he's like yeah 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 
He's like, bro, I want to talk to you something. It's very good. I'm like, sure, call me. Then they're like, you do this, then you get a package to go to Thailand for this tour. It's an MLM. In fact, one of my uh, uh, apply, you know, my my direct apply was actually uh, uh, now working for OFC. You know. Okay. So and then I just met him yesterday, and then he was like, "Dude, what are you doing here?" So I I thought you went into yeah, you were going to um, you know uh, reach for that financial freedom, blah blah blah, blah so on so on. Now you're working for OFC. Come on, give me your money. Yes. <laughs> And you're not giving me money, how am I achieving financial freedom? <laughs> full of shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Okay, so let's let's talk about your first official entrepreneurship journey. Before Samai, you you did something on your own? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, what was that? I sold nasi goreng. Nasi goreng, can I? Uh, 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 on a growback basis, on a cart basis. You really did that? I did that, yeah. Okay, we're in Jakarta. Uh, in Bandung. <laughs> in Bandung. So you used to cook as well? No, 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 no. no. I didn't cook. I, I, I just found someone who uh, cooks well and then like, I used to pack it up and yeah, I gave him some money and then uh, yeah, I mean, made me uh, some, some quite decent amount of money in six months. But um, I, I thought that that was good for learning only, but uh, you know, I let the guy go. So um, I wanted to focus on my study because uh, that was near my graduation, right? So I need to learn. Um, and then uh, yeah, I had uh, some laundry business, so um, I did laundry in my uh, apartment. So I saw that you know people in my apartment has to go to uh, another apartment, another building to uh, do their laundry, something which is not you know convenient, right? I mean, incorrect, not convenient. So um, there was a you know an opening hmm. uh, uh, downstairs at the lobby. So I just uh, hired the place and then uh, started the laundry business. You know, then it's okay. Uh, it was running well. I mean, I made. You know, quite a uh, decent amount of money. I, I, I uh, but it was passive, right? Of course. So, um, but uh, to a point that where, where, that uh, I stopped that when I started to my so because I just wanted uh, to like really focus on um, building the supply, right? Sure. So yeah, I mean, those are my first few real you know businesses, right? Ask me. I think there are massive learnings from them, right? From there, there must be like from these odd small entrepreneurships which which i mean there are millions of people who are into who are into this kind of micro entrepreneurship i personally feel there are there are massive learnings mm-hmm. which which uh, anyone would have if they have operated a small business oh yes yeah. right how do you deploy these learnings when you are running a venture capital Back to business, right? <laughs> we will come to that. I want to hold on to that question. Okay, let's talk about semi journey. Let's first start with what is semi? Well, semi is um, a B two B agritech company where very fancy. Tell very me, fancy. Break break everything down. Wow. Oh, okay. So here's the thing. We basically sell fertilizer. That's the easiest way. Sell fertilizer. Special uh, fertilizer seeds, pesticides, um, um, yeah, and other. I agree. Input stuff mostly. Uh, okay. Now. I mean, maybe later on down the line we will do um, you know more in the agri uh, vertical. But right now uh, that's what we are doing. Where the tech part comes in? Uh, the tech part comes in uh, in the in the way we bypass a lot of middlemen 
Okay. So, um, in doing when you are a distributor uh, of agri inputs, and in you're doing dealing it uh, traditionally, then uh, you'd have to deal with a lot of, um, you know, uh, funny business process, right? Let's oh, sorry, sorry to cut. Okay. Let's let's talk about what is what is the traditional flow. Let's say, for example, you just cut semi out right now. Okay. I am a farmer. Okay. What is the traditional process which I have to go through? What are the touch points from whom all I have to connect to buy things or, or whatever, right? What is the current uh, traditional process like? So, for a farmer to get their uh, uh, you know materials for farming, they would need to go to uh, a farmer farming retail store. Okay, we say, yeah, and then uh, these farming retail stores actually. Um, Many of them also buy from another farming retail stores, right? So there are a lot of these stores in uh, uh, in, in rural areas in Indonesia, but um, it is really uh, sometimes it's really hard for them to get sourcing right? sure. materials. Yeah, because if you're only buy uh, if you're only buying uh, you know small pack in small packages, then uh, the prices will be very high. Right? Correct. Not to mention that there are a lot of middlemen. So. Yeah. Uh, the market situation is right now. There are a lot of, um, you know, middlemen, or so to say, um, uh, too many uh, chain, too 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 many people in the value chain, right? Sure. Between the manufacturers of uh, agri input materials mm -hmm. and the farmers, right? Mm -hmm. Usually, there would be uh, three to four of, in some in some cases, maybe seven retailers. Seven retailers. Seven, seven so the product will pass through seven retailers before yeah, reaching the farm. Before reaching the farm. Wow. Okay. Uh, that happens, right? Okay. That, uh, you, you know, and then you would ask me, well, why couldn't the manufacturers just uh, sell directly to the smallest retailers or farmers maybe? Yeah. Mm. Because there's just too many of them, right? So they no, they don't have that chain, right? They don't have that. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So. Okay. Um, the market is so inefficient, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to a point that, you know, one of the biggest, uh, you know, distributors that we, uh, you know, interviewed a couple of months ago, um, I think he said that, you know, he only had, uh, 200 or 300, uh, direct accounts buying directly to, uh, to them, right? Okay. Whereas we have thousands. Of course. That's where the technology come in, right? Sure. The reach. How else? Yeah. The reach. Mm -hmm. How else would you be able to, um, you know, deal with these thousands of, you know, small orders, right? Sure. If you want farmers to get the good price, then hmm. uh, we have to deal with the uh, with the long tail, right? Sure. With the smaller soup. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to put it in simple words, what I have understood. So, semi now sits between farmers and let's say a single manufacturer or multiple manufacturers not directly to farmers but uh to the smallest retailer smallest retailers retailers yeah, okay. be, um msmes uh cooperative okay. you know, whoever the retailer is that deals directly with farmers you deal with that so it becomes more of a b to smb business to small and medium size something like that yeah something like that okay 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 sounds sounds good sounds good and how big is the market with these small uh, retailers? It's a massive well, look, The agri market in, in Indonesia itself is a $100 billion market, but that's our time, so to say, total reserve market. I mean, 
I mean, if we could get to 10 billion, uh, that's a sweet deal for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> billion, yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? Okay. Why not? Okay. Yeah. So let's let's talk about how how you guys started uh, Samai. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about your co-founders. So you have two co-founders. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about them. Who are they? Can do you want to share a line about them? Well, um. Yeah, I met my co-founders. Uh, I, I met Amishek, you know, my my uh, co-founder, uh, first time. Uh, I think it was in twenty eighteen uh, or twenty nineteen. It was a long back. Okay, actually, me uh, uh, he uh, he was a co-founder of my wife who works at the bank at the World Bank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both work at, works at the World Bank for. Well, your wife also works at the World Bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for the uh, agri team in, at the World Bank. Nice. So. Now she is still working at the World Bank, uh, leading the agri-team. Um Yeah, and then uh, my wife thought that you know these two could, you know, uh, uh, you know, could do something together or whatever, mm. right? So um, yeah, I met Abhishek, and then at first we we kind of bullied each other because uh, bullied each other, bullied each other, <laughs> because Abhishek back then was trying was trying to propose to me like, hey, we should do uh, you know uh, advisory to farmers, we should. Uh, guide the farmers to do this and that, you know. I mean, in this very simplified manner, but uh, I was uh, you were not really con- complicated. Not, not yeah. You were not convinced. I, I wasn't convinced. I, I was like, yeah, dude. You know, dealing with farmers. I mean, it's very tricky because uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fraud, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, right. But then, yep, uh, we we uh, kind of criticized uh, each other's uh, you know ideas, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then. That's a good start. That's, That's always a good start. Back, back then, I was uh, I was still uh, uh, working for a for a organic fertilizer company. Yeah. So, I uh, um, yeah, I, we were trying to sell uh, sustainable agricultural inputs and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've uh, you know experienced firsthand what it's like to deal with uh, people on the field, right, in rural Indonesia, in the stuff and everything, but. He kind of oversimplified that. It was like, no, it's not gonna work. But um, yeah, in 2021, I uh, resigned from my job. Where were you working at this time? Uh, it's a company called Bioconversi um, Indonesia, where we turn waste into fertilizer. And I was into these kind of things. You know? Okay, <laughs> okay. I was one of one of the guys, one one of the first guys who uh, designed the plan from the ground up. And actually. Sure. That's where I use my engineering, uh, you know, background, you know. Okay. So, um, where I literally design the plan. Sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet. Some use, some use of the degree, <laughs> at least. <laughs> so yeah, back then I was uh, still working with them and then uh, helping them to sell their products, you know, because well, plan was up and running, so engineer was no longer needed, right? Correct. So um, yeah, I kind of uh, helped the marketing team to eventually uh, sell, you know, a lot of fertilizer stuff. So um, after I. Yeah, sold quite a lot, and then I, I decided to resign, and then to um, try to start my own company, selling the, something from selling their products, right? And then uh, uh, that's when I got reconnected with uh, my co-founder Abhishek, who, mm. by the way, came also from um, uh, a, a farming family in India, right? Sure. So you got uh, reconnected, and then um, yeah, and then uh, it kind of pitched me that you know what, we should make a startup, we should make a, a digitization of what you're doing right now you know I've, i i i was already doing uh, training with uh um uh, uh, uh the msmes uh, mostly the companies by the way i'm sure. 
slightly different from what we're doing right now. But he uh, pitched to me that we should digitize this. Okay, let's go. It's like, hmm. okay. And that's okay. how we were born. Yeah. So you, you guys started in 2020? 2021. 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Let's let's talk about this journey, right? So you guys started with, uh, how how does this happen here? I mean, uh, just, just for everyone who's listening, I want to understand. Mm-hmm. Okay, so three guys come together, mm-hmm. right? What do you start with? I mean, there is an idea. It's a very rough idea. Mm-hmm. If if just very briefly, if you could explain to us, what is this process like? How do you get started? Mm. What is the starting point? Yeah, we incorporated the company for sure. <laughs> okay, I would Good starting point. as a starting point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, for anyone who's still trying to figure out what to do first, you know, just incorporate a company. I think that there's a pressure. <laughs> there is a pressure to do at least something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, by incorporating your company, um, you get the sense of, hey, I'm the CEO now. I'm the director of the company. You know, I have to do something, right? Carry, carry. To be able to put it on LinkedIn or something like that, right? <laughs> you have to actually do something, right? So sure. um, that's what we did, by the way. Okay. But, but we didn't put, uh, you know, our titles on LinkedIn, by the way, because, uh, you know, we were still, we were still on stealth mode, right? Correct. I feel to say. Correct. Doing it, uh, we were doing it on the side, not on the side, but you know, mm. where we in, incorporated the company, yeah, we started doing it, you know, for real, right? Sure. And then um, from then on, um, we went to the f- through uh, to the fields, you know, um, yeah, did some interviews uh, um, with local government uh, farmers, mm. etc., etc. And then uh, we just decide, you know, where we wanted to uh, experiment, right? Sure, sure. Because in any kind of company, in the first product is an experiment. It's always like that. So. Correct. Yeah, we experimented with uh, um, a lot of things actually with drones. I mean, we hmm. I have a I, I had a drone company. I saw that um, with uh, IOTs and et cetera, et cetera. But then uh, we came to a realization that um, well, this model is the most feasible, the most scalable, and easiest to do. So sure. always start with the easiest thing to do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that's a very good point. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. It's it's a very important thing also. I mean, as humans, we try to complicate things in our own head. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're starting up, I personally feel the best thing to do is that execute and execute fast. Mm-hmm. And what you can execute fast is, is simple stuff. Simple stuff, yeah. Right? It just, it gives you a sense of achievement, that you're achieving something. Then you can constantly keep building on top of it. Mm-hmm. Right? You start with simple things and then you can be keep building complicated stuff. That is okay, uh, but that's that's a, that's a good point. Okay, and uh, then you have to start with a purpose, right? Oh, very important, very important, very important. Mm. What's what's Semi's purpose apart from making a profitable business? What is the purpose? Um, for me, it's uh, the betterment or the uh, increasing the livelihood of a smallholder farmers in Indonesia. Okay, that is our mission. No, that's a, that's a very noble. That, that's also a per- personal mission. Of course. No, it's a, I, I said that already, right? Apart from making a highly profitable business, what else? Right. Yeah. So, highly profitable is personal. Sorry? Highly profitable business is personal. It's personal, yeah. Cool. Which is fair. Which is fair. You want to make money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have to be driven. Uh, right. uh, no, I completely agree. Okay. So, uh, then you go about raising funds. Yeah. Right. How was that experience? You raised your first round in 2021. Uh, yeah, that was in 2021. Right. How was that experience? The market was pretty good at the back then. It was, it was. 
sweet, good sweet times. <laughs> so um, one thing we learn is that um, you you try to you know uh, the investors will come to you, right? At that time, yeah. At the time, at the time, yeah, yeah. I mean, even for even now, you know, you kind of have to uh, make it. So that it looks like you know the investors are coming to you, right? Hmm. Because if you, uh, I mean, doing cold calls or emailing the investor, it won't work. Doesn't work. Need to have always the backdoor, uh, you know, uh, channels to these guys, right? Uh, Making sure that the uh, fear of missing out FOMO uh, factor, um, you know, plays out, right? Hmm. But. Um, yeah, I think it's the same. It, it was the same. Um, um, what we did was so we uh, we were very lucky to have uh, some very uh, useful angels, very helpful angels on our cat table. Sure. So um, they helped us with the early um, um, you know funds also, right? And then uh, they helped us to get introduction through um, you know some of our investors. So that's helpful. Yeah. Uh, how much did you raise till now? How much have you raised? I don't know. I mean, I mean, um, we just closed a round, so the round is not final yet. Oh, it's not. Oh, it's not final. Yet. Oh, okay, okay. It's, okay. Not, it's not final yet. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, sure. No, 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 it is. Um, up until now, so the um, it really depends. Announce or unannounced. Announce is around uh, the uh, almost three million or three million. You were also part of Surge, Sequoia Surge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How was that experience? Um, it was a great program. I guess. It was a good program. It's a good program. Um, um, yeah, I mean, um, I'm. Uh, I have nothing, uh, you know, nothing but good things to say about search program. Very nice. Yes. Very nice. Okay, now let us let us come back to the question which I had parked earlier. You parked? <laughs> yeah. So the question was: You ran so many small businesses before some like, right? Not that many, but some. Yeah, I mean, nasi goreng cart, laundry business. Selling illegal magazines in college, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, these are enterprises. Come on, these are businesses. Yeah. Right? So my question at that time was right that what are some core learnings which you get from these, which you can apply to a venture-backed large business which you're creating right now? At some point, take your time. Mm, it's okay. Ah. Let me think. Yeah, yeah. We will we will add a filler music <laughs> when we edit the video. Don't worry, you can think. <laughs> no, I would say um, you know that um, boldness, um, you know, to be different, right? To come up with something different, to um, you know, handle all the ridicule that you get from um, you know your peers. Sure. Um, and then just. Just uh, you know, strike at whatever uh, opportunity that you get. I I think it's uh, is a very is a very important thing. You know, no business is too minuscule. No business is too you know, um, you know, uh, is too bad. As long as it adds value, you know. True. At the end of the day, uh, when you're doing business, it's all it's all about uh the value that you add. You know, movement of goods, movement of cash. And uh, you know, unless you're a social impact business or whatever, but yeah. still, you know, it's a social impact business. You know, adds another value to someone else's life. True. That's all I care about. You know. True. True. So, if you're creating value, then somebody would pay for that. No, absolutely. I I, I cannot agree more. I completely agree. Okay. Good. <laughs> so what's what's next for Semi? What's next? 
um apart from this fancy office lah <laughs> so this is done yeah i mean we have uh we've moved to our, our office you know, to a more humble one you know where um you know we're dealing with people right so uh, i mean i'm trying to find a place where communication can happen in easily smoothly yeah. Yeah. yeah hence the space sure um you know next would be um to uh to scale up and to uh you know uh deliver more impact to more uh you know farming societies not just farmers yeah True. also uh also the msmes uh and um yeah the uh, farming society so you know very interesting so we have oh we have a segment in our podcast mm-hmm. where you have to give us a elevator pitch it's a one minute pitch imagine that i am uh, a venture capital with no money right now oh but man, i was ready for this <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah you got to you got to pitch me semi in a minute so whenever you're ready <laughs> so abhishek would be the best guy to do this right? ah it's okay i i'm got you i'm stuck with you <laughs> so it's going to be you i get it yeah elevator pitch just just a short pitch okay Right. Thanks. I I just do as I go and yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just 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 go, just, go, just do the whatever way you want. Whatever way you want. Okay, okay. Um Samai so is a agri-tech startup uh where we uh aim to become uh the top of mind choice for uh the digital agriculture uh in Indonesia. So we are aiming to provide uh a full stack solution for full stack agri solution for uh, the Indonesian uh, uh agriculture market um so our first product is a b2b marketplace for agri inputs where we make it easy for farmers uh and uh, MSMEs to find uh what they need for their uh, farming uh you know activities right so um uh we do that by uh buying directly from uh manufacturers whenever we can and then we uh are using our state of the art logistics um you know uh logistics uh, system we uh make it uh more efficient and easier for farmers to get the best price very nice <laughs> if i had money i would have invested <laughs> i don't know you're too kind <laughs> i don't broke right now That's what startup founders are. They're broke. <laughs> They're broke. <laughs> okay, let's let's talking about founders. So, uh, I mean, the last one year hasn't been the best time uh, for the startup ecosystem overall. Uh, a lot of startups we have seen they have either gone through massive layoffs or they have shut down. Uh, how do you think that a startup which is which is active today? or for anyone who's starting today a venture what do you think how should they operate to avoid this kind of a situation in future because all this happened majorly because we see money dried up right so and it will be difficult to build a sustainable business quickly mm-hmm. it takes time takes time right but knowing what is what is happening right now in the overall macroeconomics 
from a market perspective what would be your advice to anyone who's starting a business right now um first is to build a real business you know okay i mean <laughs> i set out uh if i define real business any business which makes profit is real business value 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 okay you need you need to add value in whatever business you are doing right perfect if you don't feel like you're adding value get out as soon as possible or pivot or uh do something else sure you know so as possible because uh uh you know if you realize it too late then well uh it might be too late right <laughs> so uh number one thing uh uh you need to see that gap you know the market gap where you can add value to the market and then capitalize from that uh from the get go and then cash flow smooth most important and cash flow cash flow cash flow i i mean i i cannot agree more i believe cash flow has become the most important factor for most founders right now yeah. because they know that there is a limited amount of supply <laughs> in the market from outside right well, i never i i never imagined myself you know uh you know flush with money yeah because here's here's the thing you know um and i wasn't the best student always uh, i mean uh and um you know for me uh getting a funding itself or doing a pre-seed big thing yeah. it was a big thing you know i you know you know as easy going as i am you know, i wouldn't think that you know uh, uh that was that was luck you know i wouldn't think that it, it would happen again so mm. what happens if that doesn't happen again then well that's a, that's a very beautiful point yeah what happens if we don't get money if you don't get money yeah i mean for for me it could be a fluke i don't know correct so you make use of whatever you have uh devise it completely you know, optimize that completely because uh you know for me i i i didn't know about this startup world you know uh before i met abishai my co-founder right sure. so all i knew about doing business is that uh you add value creates uh you give service uh give stuff you know movement of goods right and then you, you get make money yeah you make money there's yeah. margin right if there's no margin there's no money don't don't do business right so simple as that but and then i uh and then abishak introduced me to the startup world where hey, you have to um you know uh, uh you know get to some some size first and then yeah. then you can make profit yeah to a certain extent i agree yeah because uh, um in retail in distributorship you know uh, the biggest distributors uh, make a lot of money for sure really? because they have that buying power right Correct. okay Correct. so they have that scale yeah that scale yeah Correct. to get that uh, buying power to get that uh, scale then you have to like grow you know in a way that's for me like um you know skipping some of the process right true i mean whenever you have the chance to do that whenever money is available then do it but when money is not available then don't do it. don't do it <laughs> No, no, I, I, I agree. I agree completely. I agree completely. Okay, okay. Uh, I think we are towards the end of our uh, chat. <laughs> so let's let's talk about something much more lighter. Yeah, okay. Uh, entrepreneurship can itself be very, very tiring, physically, mentally boring, right? Do you agree or not? Yeah, you do. What do you do to to make to to feel better? what do you do i mean uh like i've spoken to a lot of founders they're like spending time with my kids is very therapeutic it uh, or some just enjoy partying <laughs> uh some just are into meditation what do you do 
Um, well, spending time with my kids for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, how many kids you have? Uh, one. How old? Uh, uh, six years old. Uh, six year old. So good time. Um, yeah, it's a good time. I don't like to go party. You know, I don't like parties, but so you know, which is kind of a clash. <laughs> my co-founders like parties. So. <laughs> okay, you don't have kids, so uh, you know, come back to me when you have kids. You like partying or not? <laughs> so. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Other than that, yeah, uh, I'm, um, um, you know, I'm, I'm a good, uh, I'm, I'm a big advocate of, uh, you know, sports, right? Sure. So because I was an athlete, yeah. so I always play sports, basketball, baseball, football, whatever, and then I go to the gym, you know, because for me, going back to the gym is like, uh, you know, it's a philosophy, right? Sure. If you go to the gym, you can always go put on steroids or whatever, right? Yeah. And to cheat the growth, right? Correct, correct. I mean, going to the gym day in, day out, you know, uh, reminds you that, hey, this is a long process, right? Correct. That it's a marathon, not a sprint. Correct, correct. And requires consistency. Yeah, consistency, discipline, you know. So um, that's why I keep going to going back to the gym, you know. It's it's very med- meditative for you. It is. Like it is. when you're working For out? me, it is, yeah. Very nice, very nice, very Yeah, so um, yeah, nice. for me, for me, uh, that that is my you know uh, endorphin um, generator. Eh? <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet. Okay, so I think we are pretty much done. Do you think there is any question or anything which you wanted to talk about and I did not ask you? Ah, uh, not really. Not really. <laughs> then I think we can add this up. Thank you so much for doing it. Thank you so much. Wishing you and team at Samai a lot of luck. You too, you too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.